Yo, this is Black Mac. You're listening to the regular season sportscast. Talking to me? This is your boy Isaiah Cassidy, one half of your House of Glory World Tag Team Champions and one half of your FTW World Tag Team Champions. You are now rocking with TRSS. Good morning, Vietnam! It's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's Boy, and you are listening to the regular season sportscast. You jabroni. Live from Radio City Music Hall, or from TRSS Studios, which is basically Jay Santee's living room, the regular season sportscast brings to you TRSS Goes Hollywood. Tonight, or whenever you people decide to download and listen to this episode, the regular season sports cast brings to you Sports Goes Hollywood. We honor the genre of sports in cinema. Movies that made us laugh, that made us cry, that made us say, what the fuck? Movies such as Horse Feathers, Wildcat. Happy Gilmore, Glory Road, Hoop Dreams, Gridiron Game, Above the Rim, Major League, Major League Two, Major League Back to the Miners, Slapshot, and other movies in the history of cinema pertains to sports. Performances be done by Ja Rule, Mystical, Sexy Salsa, H-Town, O-Town, 98 Degrees, Randy Newman, Piazzadora, Leticia, two fat opera singers and that skinny guy they're with, and Cisco. Your host for the evening will be Jay the Red Santa. And with his opening musical number, I present to you Jay the Red Thank you. Thank you. No. Thank you. You guys all look awesome. Thank you. It's amazing. Amazing to be here. <clears throat> TRS goes Hollywood. This episode we're going Hollywood. 
We're talking sports and things of that nature and stuff that is crazy than everyone seen before. We're talking about movies that are so silly and so crazy. I couldn't hire writers to give me some lyrics for this song, but I'll just do it anyway. Thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight. You guys look amazing, awesome. Man. Guys, oh man, all suited up, all dresses and everything. Wow, yes. Oh, thank you. My tuxedo, oh, it's fantastic. It's a rental. I gotta have it in the morning. I gotta bring it back in the morning by 6 o'clock. Yeah, 6 o'clock a.m. Make sure I don't drink no, 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 drop no liquor out here. Yeah, because I'm gonna, or vomit, because I'm gonna drink a hell of a lot tonight. Let's see how it's in the crowd tonight. Hey, look who we got out there. It's Denzel. Hey, Denzel. How's it going there, sir? Wow, you were fantastic in that movie about the racism and the guys who were... Uh, what was that? No, not Training Day. What was that? Oh, remember the Titans. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming out. Oh, who else is here? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is here, guys. Hey, 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 look. Listen, we understand, brother. We wouldn't want to tell anybody either. But look, we all is forgiven. Great what you did in Major League and Major League 2, man. You're awesome. Thank you, Charlie. Too. Who else is in the crowd? Oh, look who's out there. Mickey Rourke. Wow, Mickey Rourke is out there. Hey, you still look good, man. Hey, I don't want to get in the ring with you. Not, not wrestling or boxing. You got, you're awesome. Thanks a lot for coming out. Oh, man, you guys look great tonight. Tonight we're just going to be talking sports and talking movies and, uh, and whatever other shit comes down the pike. We're also going to be having Turnbuckle Tabloid, so stick around for that also. We're going to have a bunch of stuff going on, so just remember, TRSS loves sports. So we're going to be talking that in movies, yeah. Talking movies like Happy Gilmore when he beat the shit out of Bob Barker. Then Bob Barker came and knocked his ass the fuck out, and you know, it was just one big thing, but in any case... You guys are know already. You guys are awesome, man. Where the horn came from? That's crazy. That's ridiculous. So, guys, stick around. We bring you more stuff, and we love you at TRSS Goes Hollywood. Woo! And now, your host for the evening, once again, Jay the Red Santi. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you for thank thank you for all that. You, you guys are amazing, man. It's just an honor to be here to be hosting this episode of TRSS Goes Hollywood tonight. Like I said earlier in the opening musical number, we're going to be talking sports pertaining to. Movies, cinema through the years. I mean, guys, we 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 have to say that uh, th- those two qualities go hand in hand. Don't you agree? I mean, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Yes, it does. It goes hand in hand. It's just one of those amazing. No, you guys are going to go crazy. I just got to tell you guys. I, 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 I know that you guys are in the crowd and, you know, I, I, we have the cast of the longest yard here. I want you guys, I want you guys, thanks, thanks for coming out, guys. Thank you for coming out. Guys. You guys are amazing. Hey, I just want to tell you guys, you guys have more felonies in there. Well, not, well, maybe not as much as the Dallas Cowboys. You guys agree? You guys agree? <laughs> Come on. Who got more felonies? The cast of the longest yard or, or Dallas Cowboys? Come on. Let's be honest here. 
We also have some athletes in the, in the audience, have some athletes out there. Hey, I see you out there. See you, Antonio Cromartie. I don't know who has more baby mothers, uh, Antonio Cromartie or the whole NBA. Come on, Alex. <laughs> who has it? Come on, really? Who has more baby mothers? It's, it's, it's close. It's neck and neck, right? Okay. All right, you guys. <laughs> we have the rock in the crowd. We have the rock out there. I'll say hi to the rock. Everybody, just say hi to the rock. Thank you. Thank you. The rock uh, listen, man, I, I, I saw you in Gridiron Gang and in Game Plan. <laughs> Brother, you should have just stuck for doing the Two Fairy 2. Am I right, though? Am I right? Come on. You know I'm right. Come on. Who watches that shit? I mean, really? Come on. We got, we got some other athletes out there. Hey, hey, hey you guys doing the different, you got different genres of the athletes. You got baseball players and football players out there. How you guys doing? All right. Hey, what's the difference between a football player and a baseball player? <laughs> One hits the ball for a living and the other hits women for fun. Yeah. Oh, come on. You guys are pulling away from me now. Oh, come on. You can't be doing that. That's not nice. <laughs> All right. Hey, we also got, we also got basketball players out there. Uh, what's the difference between a football player and a basketball player? It's the scale of cocaine to weed ratio. Come on. It's true. They're fucking drug addicts. <laughs> fucking kidding me. The guys do fucking drugs. Listen up, everybody. I hope you guys enjoy the show, man. You know, I, I'm going to be here for a while. Let me just tell you something, man. I hope I have a better performance tonight than Whoopi Goldberg did it, Eddie. That was, I mean, that was terrible. Just like the fucking Nixie coach. And in real life, they fucking suck, all right? So you guys stick around, and, and, and we'll come back after this commercial break, and we're going to be talking football movies in a hole. Yeah, you got to check it out, man. Thank you, man. Hey, what's up, man? I <laughs> My fault, guy. Yo, I got, I just got this back off, man. Yeah, man, that's wicked, yo. What you been doing? You been going down on some ladies' natty parts or something like that? Nah, man, I just caught the flu real bad. I can't knock it. Look, man, you look like you need some Syracola. Some what? Syracola. Man, it's that cough drop that'll clear you up and make you feel nice. Rock cola. I ain't never. Listen, man. I'm telling you, you'll take it. That coffee will right away, and you'll be buzzing for the next eight hours. Shit, I just took one. Yeah, but your throat still sounds like shit. But you know what? I feel nice. It's a rock cola. Huh? Let me get one of those, man. Let me try that. Shit. Syracola. That cough drop that'll soothe your throat and also make you feel nice. From the makers of Henny Cough Drops, you get Syracola. Syracola. regular season sportscast welcome back to the 38th annual trss goes hollywood 
Tonight, we talk about football. Although um, America knows baseball as America's greatest pastime, football is recognized as one in which symbolizes what our country is created from. Through hardships, through downtrodden sorrow, we symbolize and relate to what goes on on the gridiron. Football represents what we as a society go through each and every day. We put up our defenses to make sure no one tries to infiltrate our structure. And we are able to go on the offense to score in anyone's end zone. And by that we mean trying to get laid. But with that being said, football has become our new national pastime. I want to talk about our opponent this afternoon. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced, and on paper, they're just better. And they know it too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I want... This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here, painted red, bubbling with the blood of young boys, smoke. hot lead going right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, man. Kill my brother with malice in my heart. Football is a game that's near and dear to my heart. When I started to embrace the culture and the just the, the, the environment of what is known as F- athleticism and and just what you would know and embody as competition football was the first thing that i i just was drawn to you know and and i wasn't a violent kid it was just i just love just to see how it played out where you had two teams on a field who were trying to best each other and it wasn't even about scoring it was just making sure that one team is not going to get in a certain part of a field you know and you could say that about any sport but when it came to football football had just that that draw that you had to see like these combatants go at it like if they were gladiators in 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 roman age it it it, it, it was an appeal especially when it came to the monday night football and you know the big Sunday games and such movies have tried to embrace that sense of competition and camaraderie and 
showing teams come together. It's funny because as football becomes the big pastime and the possibly the most in, in, embraced game in American culture, there aren't many movies that have been made about football. Some have been known as uh, stalwart and, and, and outstanding in certain natures, such as Remember the Titans and uh, a, a, a type of intuitiveness in which people need to want to watch what it is that makes us come together to, to, to be a part of the game. We need to embrace not only the aspects of what the game is about, but also what it is to work alongside and be a part of something. And that's what football is. The past, the past few years have seen a decline in what the camaraderie and the full outstanding knowledge of what it is to be, let's say, an, an excelling progress of what it is to become the machine that is our society but football would always be football the gridiron then just like in life we have the flops when it comes to the game for instance if you've ever seen the movie necessary roughness we i still have no clue what that movie's about all i know is that there's a quarterback that comes out there he's about 80 something years old and they bring him in they have a female kicker and apparently it's I think Sinbad was in that why I don't know then we have the water boy which was Adam Sandler's greatest feat it was actually the kickoff of what would be his I, I guess you would call it his his starting of being filthy rich wealthy that's what it is water boy was like amazingly successful and other bad football movies could be drawn back to Wildcats which had Goldie Hawn as a head coach of a Chicago football team and Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes was in it I, I don't make these I, I wish I would make it up but I, I don't make this up this is this is amazing sometimes I even play the music as, as, as a goof but then you have those movies that make you ponder about what it is to actually be a part of a culture which is known as football. For instance, Friday Night Lights was a football movie that put in the scope of what it is to be a high school team in Texas. Friday Nights is just as big as a Sunday for football, NFL football players. Friday Nights in Texas is the big game every week during that season. That movie gave you somewhat of an idea of what it would be to be in in, in that town or, or 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 small city that embrace their sixteen, seventeen, possibly eighteen year olds who may or may not have a shot at a college career or after their high school graduation will be pumping gas in said town. The same could be said for Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues was the same thing. How many of us looked at Dawson from Dawson's Creek and said, I can't see that pretty motherfucker being a quarterback for any team. But still, 
the high school town embraced that young student body and for them every night that they played was a Super Bowl now I'm not going to be pretentious and say that Horse Feathers was my first football movie that I ever, ever embraced I watched Horse Feathers because I'm a Marx Brothers fan and it so happens that the movie is targeted and geared to to football but as old and as comedic as it may be tongue in cheek it actually spoke of what happened early in the 1930s to what's going on now which is at any given cost teams will do anything under their power to win and these movies have embraced that such as the program if anyone have seen the program the program has done the same in which steroids overlooking what players have done on and off the field just so they can have their one taste on and off the field these movies have shown that this is what teams and universities or even professional football has done to find success and get that one chance of the big win in short when it comes to what it is that we relate to with football, be it the annexation of Puerto Rico from Little Giants to that one big play in the replacements, we all want that one feeling of scoring a touchdown. Football has been not only the reason why we as a society come together Sundays, but also the reason in which we get drunk as fuck and possibly miss work the next day. When we return to the 43rd annual TRSS Goes Hollywood, inside the TRSS Studios. Back in my football days, I had a really bad condition on my, you know, private area where there was a foul and disastrous odor that would emanate from my jock. Some of the guys were even afraid to tackle me because they weren't sure whether or not they were able to come back alive. Then after my football days were over, I still had these issues. There's even times when the missus and I would, you know, try to do the hanky-panky in our bedroom she would try to go and you know give me a blowjob and she would actually pass out for about two or three minutes there was one instance that I had to wake her up with smelling salts this had been plaguing me for some time until I found taint right taint right is the ball deodorant in which all men should use if they are suffering from the issues that I have taint right has been making my life better and a productive member of society. Taint Right has been a blessing for me and my family, and it will be for yours. Taint Right is not approved by the FDA or any medical pharmaceutical corporations. Taint Right's side effects could be penis acne, shrinkage, ball shrinkage, anal leakage, low sperm count, runny nose, and death. You must consult with a physician and a mortician if you want to try Taint Right. Taint Right has been so productive in creating such a happy household and a happy bedroom. 
Because if it's wrong, it ain't right. This product is approved and endorsed by the regular season sportscast. We now return you to the 44th annual TRSS Goes Hollywood. Tonight, we enter inside TRSS Studios. I am your host, James Splifton, and I will be your host and moderator for this extraordinary interview. Pardon me while I take a hint on my marijuana blunts. That is some good shit. Tonight, I bring to you world-renowned and extraordinary actor. You have seen him in such films as Shooter Number 3 in Above the Rim. Also done stunts work for Leon in such films. Assistant coach in Rebound with Martin Lawrence. You have also seen him in such films as The Sixth Man, playing stuntman for Marlon Wayans. Extraordinary. This man has been in many, many, many films. And one, one film that's coming out that I am eagerly anticipating is Overtime, straight to DVD. I bring to you, ladies and gentlemen, not because I have to, but because I want to. I bring to you, Josie's boy. Thank you, sir, for gracing us with your presence. Excuse me while I hit my blunt once again. (laughs) God, I love my dealer tonight. Josie's boy. What's up? You have done many, many a film. It says here in your background that you were inspired by hoop dreams. Tell me about your experience with such movie. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I would like to say that first. And before we get into that, I would like to plug my my new movie uh, called Overtime, featuring me, Don Cheadle, and uh, Martin Lawrence's third cousin. Thank you. Uh, it's a three-on-three tournament sponsored by Burger King. Marvelous. And and I play the kid who's in high school who actually has his mother who's on her deathbed and he just wants her to come see one game riveting it's going to be his last senior game so look out for that next year uh december 10th 2017 maybe suspenseful but uh you brought up hoop dreams yes which was my first my introduction into the acting world i was walking i don't for some reason I, i have no clue no clue why I was in Detroit. I have no clue why I was in Detroit. Right. Uh, I was very hungry, and I was taking a walk. And I saw this this, this fat guy. He had a, a Lincoln Continental. Interesting. Uh, he was not in the Sugar Hill Gang, but he had one. Not in the Sugar Hill Gang. No. And uh, he says, hey, brother, your walk looks real smooth. What do you do for a living? I said, me? <laughs> That I wanted to laugh And he says yeah what do you do I said well I play for the, the Junior Harlem Globetrotters Harlem Globetrotters Yeah and we actually play out of Spanish Harlem 
Um, we only play every third Saturday of every f- five months. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he says, do you know Arthur A.G.? And I say, um, the little short kid over there, right? He Arthur A.G., yes. He's a very popular young man. So he says, let me ask you a question. Can you play defense? I said, yeah, I can play defense. He said, can you play defense well? I said, no, I can't. I play defense amazing. Not many can. Not many can. So he says, I need you to uh, – Miss up on some mess up on some defense and get crossed up, and I said, "How much?" He says, five hundred dollars." Wow! And I said, "You know what? I'll take that hit for the culture." And ever since then, I've just been in 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 a multitude of basketball movies. That movie inspired me. It seems that you were able to just take a grasp of all roles that were pertaining to basketball only. For instance. We have you as bench player in Like Mike. Mm-hmm. We also have you playing, once again, the light-skinned brother in Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. How did you manage that? Now, let me tell you something about, funny about Like Mike. I actually turned down a role. I was supposed to be where Nick Cannon is in Love Don't Cost a Thing. <laughs> that was supposed to be me. I'm not trying to brag, but that was supposed to be me. And they offered me $20,000. And a date with Christina Milian. But if I played in like Mike, I would got a free pair of Chuck Taylors and my face would have been on a DVD box. Now, that's what they told me. So strictly for the basketball culture, I went straight for like Mike. It was said that you were actually up for the role in which Omar Epps grasped in love and basketball. But you turned it down because you were not comfortable with playing opposite of Sanai Lathan. No, you know, you know what it was? I told them I wanted Nia Long. And they say, you've only been in three movies. How can you demand Nia Long? I said, because they call me Tony Long. So I need another Long to match my Long. That, sounds, <laughs> that might sound wrong, but you'll get it later. You also were up for the Andre 3000 role in Semi-Pro. Yeah. But you turned it down because you told the director, I am not growing an afro. I'm not. I refuse to. I said, this is for one, it wasn't accurate of the ABA. I played the, in, in the ABA in a role in a different movie, but we're not going to talk about that uh, due to court issues. Um, I still want my money. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking to you, Leon. But I was supposed to be in that movie. and me Scandalous. W- very, very. He doesn't wear socks. So I got an issue with him for that one, too. Um, me and Will Farrell, we got along really well. He asked me to be in the movie personally. Andre 3000 is just Will Farrell's such an actor. Great guy. Uh, Andre 3000 is just a bucket boy. And he says to me, hey, brother, you got a sweet hook shot. How would you like to be in this movie? I said, I'd do it. Not a problem. He said, only one thing. I said, what? He says, girl on Afro. I said, fuck off. And I walked away. <sighs> That's amazing. You are also seem to be entwined in some controversy. You were supposed to play the lead in Just Right with... Queen Latifah, but it seemed as though that her passion for you was over-exuding on screen, and it needed to push you to a side, and you were able to play an extra. You were third man off the bench in the movie. That's right. How did that interfere in your passion for the theater and cinema? Well, what happened was, Queen Latifah scared me because her back is so wide. So... I had to turn that down. Um, I, I don't want to work with anybody whose back is wider than mine. 
<laughs> white back. Yeah. So I say, you know what? Can I can can I can I be the guy who sits at the end of the bench but you still see me on camera? <laughs> You are so humble when it comes to your acting prowess. I try to be, sir. Try to be. Now, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. For all the films that you've done pertaining to the sports of basketball, mm-hmm. inside TRSS Studio, what's to know? What was your most challenging role? Oh, that's a good question. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had so many roles. Um, I was in Blue Chips. I actually gave the film the name because I, I played a lot of poker during that time. Wow. Um, but, man, my, my most challenging role was in Above the Excuse me. <laughs> Someone at the soundboard is dropping the ball. You should fire him. You should fire him. Uh, yeah, my most challenging role was in Above the Rim. I don't know if you guys remember. It was two parts. Uh, the first one scared the hell out of me, though. There was a part where Marlon came right before the tournament started. Yes. Me and Dwayne yes. Martin, he had his gold suit on, and he puts the powder in his hands, and he says, pass me the rock. I was the guy that passed him the rock. <laughs> a complete chest pass. No bounce passes, please. Mm-hmm. Your opening film into the genre of basketball, in which you were embraced by the cinematic community, was in Sunset Park. Yes. You played opposite of Terrence Howard. Yes. Tell us, please, how was that like? Man, that, that, that movie changed my life. Uh, it showed me that light-skinned people had uh, still had a chance in the cinema because, you know, after 85, we didn't really matter when it came to movies because uh, Ray Don Chong was the last one. and uh, <laughs> Ray Don Chong. <laughs> and and uh, William Gates in Hoop Dreams, he was supposed to be a star, but he fucked up. So we had no hope. So um, when... when Terrence Howard was a little known actor at the time and I was a fan of Onyx so I saw that there was this guy uh Fredro Star Fredro Star we've had yeah. him in the show before yeah, I, outstanding I played dice with him earlier that week and he said yo son I got this movie I'm doing son and I wear a big yellow jacket the whole movie son like you try and be in it oh puffy jackets and I said yo what kind of jacket is it is it a bear coat he said, yeah, I only wear bears. With they people. need to bring that coat back. Yeah, it was a reversible one with the big bear head on it. So I said, all right, just because you got that, I'm down. And, yeah, we were in it. And I was the guy who wrote the Sunset Park theme song for the team. Beautiful. Yeah. And so prolific. They still owe me $15. So I must ask you now. Mm-hmm. I want to do some word association with you. Okay. I'm going to say a movie. Mm-hmm. And I want... A response. One word response from you. One second. I must hit my marijuana blunts again. I'm not gagging. I'm going to hold this one in. I'm not going to cough. You going past that? No. I got you. Okay. I'll say a movie. You give a one word response to it. Copy. Like Mike. Garbage. Blue chips. Overrated. The air up there. Why? Space Jam. Classic. Sunset Park. Thug. He got game. Dope. Wait, let me change that. Porn. <laughs> Hookshot. 
I made that up. Yeah, I was going to say I've never seen that one. <laughs> Coach Carter. Uplifting. Like Mike 2. Why? Again. Semi-pro. Hilarious. You, my friend, are a true thespian in the world of basketball movies. Oh, please. If there's any one cuss word you would want to use, what cuss word would it be? Fuck. I want to thank you for being a part of Inside TRSS Studios. You, my friend, are not only a man of theatrical proportions, but you are one who have excelled in the world we know as basketball. Thank you. Thank you for being here. No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our show. And we will return with the 52nd annual TRSS Goes Hollywood. Hey, ladies. Are you having an unslightly odor that's coming from your happy, happy, joy, joy spot? Is the odor so bad that not even small kittens want to sit on your lap? But yes, my friends, we have a product here just for you that can help tame that snappy beast you call a vagina. And that product is Bumpin' Fresh. That's right, ladies, Bumpin' Fresh. Bumpin' Fresh comes in many arrays of different fragrances and perfumes, such as Marijuana Mint, Honey Hennessy, Malt Liquor Lemon, and Honeydew. So if you're having problems between those thighs, and it smells like someone opened up a new fish market, try Bumpin' Fresh. It'll make your life much easier, and your children will want to hug you again. Bumpin' fresh. Mmm, smelling good. The regular season sportscast. We welcome you back to the 66th annual TRSS Goals Hollywood. Baseball is a sport that's been around for 150 years, possibly more. I mean, there's probably even stories of people native in American times who was hitting a rock with a stick and was playing the game. Who knows? To be honest, I'm probably making shit up. But in any case, the game's been around for a long time. And with that, America has been able to associate themselves with the sport. Hell, Hollywood has made almost 300 films associated with baseball. As a matter of fact, it's the most recognizable sports genre in cinema. From movies from 
Bull Durham. Uh, you, you got Tahada Game was one. You got Major League. You have uh, one last out. You, you there's many many sports that are covered by Hollywood, but not as much as baseball. It, it it's astounding how baseball is a, a, a sport that is easily recognizable and associated with American culture. There was a time and era in which baseball was the premier game to look at. These days, with you know, baseball is one of those sports that finds an incline, but as soon as one scandal or one incident in which society frowns upon it, it, it's no longer recognized but in cinema there's always a story there's always something which draws an audience to it for example Moneyball which is based on a true story of the Oakland Athletics who was able to make a successful team come together Due to mathematics and scouting, which was not deemed typical, you also have to embrace stories which can be on the borderline of documentaries, such as, let's say, The Natural, starring Robert Redford. Although he wasn't portraying a player which is real. But in all honesty, his character was one that we can see not only in the 40s, 50s, 60s. We could see the we could see the player, which is is deemed the lowly, happensack person who can break through and become a star for one moment. We could also talk about a league of their own, a league in which was created for women. While our veterans were fighting World War II and Major League Baseball was seeing a decline in audience, they were able to put together a, a league that, that, that lasted barely 10, 10 years and was successful. But the movie showed what the game was really about, which was rather be any, any gender that was playing, we wanted to see how just how we were able to 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 excel in 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 diversity even though we were at war times then we have travesties i mean we 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 can look at the long standing horrible horrible list of movies in which baseball has been represented such as the bad news bears now some may say the older version was the better version, which you may be correct. But the newer version, which should have never been remade, shows that we needed some type of uh, escalation in what profanity and what horrible methods of coaching young children is needed. Was it necessary? No, wasn't needed. We didn't. We didn't need to make a remake of such such a great movie from the 70s we didn't need it but hollywood deemed that it was it was something that we needed to get done another movie which may be tongue-in-cheek but somewhat a reality is hardball 
Yes, Keanu Reeves came in and he coached a inner city Chicago team to a championship. Did we really need to believe it? No. Did we want to believe it? No. Did we enjoy it? Not many people did. But we did feel bad when G-Baby died. <laughs> we also have just just a, a, a plethora, a plethora of other baseball movies that should have been made. No. Did we need to watch it? No. Especially all those Kevin Costner baseball movies. I mean, really. Kevin Costner was like... <laughs> We get it. In Bull Durham, Bull Durham, you were awesome. I mean, it, that was a great movie. But after that, not necessary. Kevin, we get it. You love baseball. But you didn't need to do any more. And I, I guess it could be a safe bet to say that that's how we look at baseball. We don't have to look at it anymore. We know it's there. We know it's, it's going to be around for a long time. And in cinema... Directors, writers, and producers are going to try to find the easy money when creating a story in sports. In Memorial Josie's boy Your thoughts of Movies that should be buried Blue Chips I hated that movie I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was that great But Shaq got a good payday out of it So props to him Airbud, all of them shouldn't exist because we all know dogs steal food. They don't steal basketballs. The air up there should have stayed up there. The last Boy Scouts. I have no clue what that is. I've never seen that movie, <laughs> but I'm sure it's bad if we mention it. Angels. In the blank Outfield End zone Goal Any movie related to angels Nah I'm good I'm good I uh Uh Yeah Nah I'm good The sixth man Was fucking dope as shit Love that movie Shout out to Marlon It's my guy Rebound The Earl Manigault one Martin Lawrence. I can't say I've seen that before, but it's bad if I haven't seen it. Major League. It was pretty funny, but it, there should never be any more of them. Just let it die. Mr. Baseball. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. The rest in peace to that music. And finally. Eddie Whoopi Goldberg should have just played Celia and I forgot that Although your movies were created it did not mean they were good 
and we say goodbye so long and farewell we now return you to the 75th annual TRSS goes home So to round up this episode, we just want to go out there and share what can be considered our favorite movies that are not considered the norm, which would be movies that are not baseball, basketball, or football. It's just random movies. So I'm here with, once again, Josie's boy. Yo. So, I mean... First of all, for me, like one of my 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 favorite movies is Slapshot. It's an old school hockey movie. I love that movie. It's just it, it it's just ridiculousness at its finest. And the best part about that is that it has Paul Newman, which is an actor who is renowned to be the actors of all actors. And he was for him to do a movie like that is 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 unheard of at that time. So, what movie is like under that that radar for you? Like ever, like we talking like ever? Yeah, like that's not the typical norm sports movie for you. I'm, 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 I'm. Hmm. I'll probably say Little Giants. Yeah, Little, the, the, little the, Giants. The little, the, the, the little guys. Yeah, just because you know Spike don't play with girls. So. <laughs> and, and I mean, in in all, all right, in all honesty, if we're talking about like just we're, we're talking about like like sports movie in general, yeah, I, I, it's not. Of course, it's not old, but um. I just recently saw saw both of them. Us uh, too. It's uh, boxing movies. Uh, Creed, right? And um, uh what a uh, Southpaw. Oh yes, yeah. Now Creed was super motivational, which it won because it's a black character that actually does something. There's a black guy in it. I, I know, right? I would have never guessed. Typical. I know. Um, Creed was super inspirational. It it, it made you want to work out. Uh-huh. And um, but Southpaw had the better story, right? And that shit was those movies was just like dope as shit. Well, it's it's yeah. it's it's like in that genre, it, you you look at um, Undisputed or uh, uh, of course Rocky is like the epitome of all those type of uh. Fighter boxing type of movies. Uh, which which Rocky is your favorite Rocky? <sighs> Ooh, that's that's a good question. You know, you know what's you know what's funny. Uh, I wouldn't I, I I wouldn't go with any of the the, the early ones. I mean, Rocky Two was good. I love Rocky Two. Right. Um, I've over the past few uh, over the past few months been a f- fan of the last one, uh, the the last Rocky, the Balboa. Oh yes, I I just became a big, 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 and it's like it's so motivational. <laughs> yes. So fucking motivational, like man, that makes you feel like you can do anything in the world, even though there, you can. There was that one that that speech that he had when he's talking mm-hmm. when he's talking to his son. It was like. Oh. It's about you know how many times you get up and he spoke to me. That's who he was speaking now, I'm a, to. I'm, I'm be honest, with you. I'm a big fan of daily affirmations, and I watch like a, a for years. I've always watched like a lot of motivational stuff, and um, there's this guy named Eric Thomas, so I really really like. I've been watching him for uh-huh. a few years, and every time I see one of his videos, that speech 
it when comes out. Good sports right. one, that one. If it's not a Ray Lewis speech, it's that one. Or if it's a, that speech from any given Sunday, it's that speech. And it, it's, it's it's crazy. The 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 one speech that speaks to me, um, it's one that 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 it comes from years 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 ago. So it's going to be almost like a hundred, like almost a hundred years that it came out. It's the the Lou Gehrig speech. Yeah. The, yeah. the, today, today, today. I, guess it, I mean, although I'm not a Yankee fan, that speech is one of those that resonates to me. It speaks volumes because it it it, it, it tells you that regardless of what you're going through, you're still gonna go out there and play the way you should do in life. Period. Everything, regardless of what the, you still want to uh, uh, to play through, what it is that the, the, the pain and the anguish or any whatever. And it's one of those that I think that if you sit there and you listen to it like numerous times, mm-hmm. it still sounds like it's fresh in your head. I agree. What um, what other movies like besides like I mean like even just silly movies? Like, I mean uh, one like a silly movie that I could watch over and over again that's sports oriented is Happy Gilmore. I go I can watch Happy, that. Happy Gilmore's good. You know you know you know what my problem is like I'm not super conventional so i've seen a lot of those movies but like a lot of the sports movies i like watching the documentaries oh so, oh like great um, so what, what's a good documentary one, one of my favorite was uh gunning for the number one spot oh, what, what is that about it's um about when boost mobile first did the the elite 24 at rucker park and had uh kevin love and lance stevenson um uh, who else was in it? It was it was a bunch of people in it, but it was they took the top twenty four prospects right. in uh in in high school prospects in America, and they brought them all to Rucker Park to play the the Elite twenty four. And most of those guys are in the NBA right now. Of course, that tournament still goes goes on to today. But um, that one uh, there's a documentary called uh, One Love, just about basketball in general. And as you can tell, I'm being the the obvious black guy talking about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the rebound movie uh, about Earl Menigo with Don Cheadle. Oh, that's oh man, loved it. Yeah, I love loved when it. HBO loved was it. able to put. It's one of those that um, uh, when you when you when you mentioned that, I believe the the name of the movie for HBO did as well. It's called The Love of the Game, which which spoke about uh, uh Satchel Page. I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jackie Robinson yeah. and then and, and, uh, uh, Josh Gibson's uh. The 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 trials and tribulations into getting that major league, it was like I say one of those things that we're missing in this uh, in this episode is we didn't talk about was documentaries. Mm-hmm. Your one of yours is hoop dreams. You love yeah, hoop dreams. I love hoop dreams. <laughs> and but there's a you know what it is, man. There's a there's a specific reason why I like hoop dreams, and it's I mean of course it's the you know the typical old inner city kid. Uh, it, it, it's it's like Lenny Cook before Lenny Cook, but with which is another movie I was gonna say that yeah. you know, the Lenny Cook one. I'm gonna get to that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, well, who dreams is that you got these two kids that everybody like their whole families are banking on them making it, right? And it's like, man, that happens so much in the hood. But these guys, it's like it's the first time you get to see the effects of. Um, uh, you know what? My son's gonna make it to the league, and we're all gonna be good. Yeah, like um, Will uh, William Gates. His brother Curtis was a top prospect in high school and went on to play college ball, but he was uncoachable. Right. So now he then he became a fat fuck working a security job. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now you see that, all right, I fucked up. I'm putting everything into this kid now. 
and then this kid has a baby and he fucks up. So it's like a vicious ass cycle. And you see how everybody goes from loving you to to saying, damn, he could have been. He could have been. And for me, that's motivation. That's motivation to like to not fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I want everybody who's listening also, I want them to understand that when, when we were talking about like, like the documentaries, it doesn't have to be exactly what Hollywood is doing because ESPN does, ESPN does a great, great programming when it comes to their movies and documentaries and as their 30 for 30s which is amazing they have everything from chasing tyson oh it's just way uh, the chasing tyson the reggie miller one the reggie miller stories uh uh the 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 you with uh the miami hurricanes they actually have two parts to that the randy moss one oh it's it, it's it's cinematic quality that they have so if you guys haven't you know, been been on par with what Netflix and ESPN has, you guys got to check that out. Because if, if there's anything that, that deals with cinematically, documentary-wise with sports, you got to check those out. The Buffalo Bills one I just watched. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Fucked up, but hilarious. Um, there's so many movies out there that are not – pertaining to the norm which is baseball basketball and football like miracles the hockey movie uh we we mentioned it earlier uh were you a fan of the mighty ducks very much <laughs> i watched all of them and i wanted to hit a knuckle puck so bad you were a hockey player before right? yeah i played hockey for, for a few Ain't years that, you're a hockey player from harlem ain't that real yeah, no, right. <laughs> I want to say I was one of the first real, real black hockey players. <laughs> like for for now, I, I yeah, you know it's it's funny because like when it comes to athleticism, uh, I was a big kid growing up. Uh, I didn't lose weight till I was maybe like third, twelve. And why do you play goalie? Because I wanted to fight. <laughs> I didn't want to stand there and wait for a You wasn't like Goldberg me. and Mighty Doug. Hell no. I don't take no pride in that. I want to fuck somebody else. <laughs> no, man. And, you know, like when I, when I, when I tell people, because, you, know, you know, coming from where I'm from or whatever, it's like being a, a dude in the hood, they don't expect you to do so much but play basketball. And it's like I played basketball. I played hockey. I was in the circus for a little bit. Yeah. Um, do like doing doing all that stuff before I was like twelve, before I was twelve, thirteen. And it's like I stopped playing hockey once once I got skinny and girls came around. Uh, I just stayed stayed to play in basketball. Um but it's like doing all that stuff, you didn't like really peg that for me. It's like you you play hockey? I'm like, Yeah, I got trophies and medals and shit, nigga. Like <laughs> Shit, you could have done the same thing like you did they have like a bobsled team like in Cool Runnings? Like we could have done nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I got my ass kicked if they found I was training for the Olympics. <laughs> I um nah, nah, man. It's like you know hockey is 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 one of like one of my favorite sports. Uh, if we're talking like because you think about it, it's it's it's, it's kind of like like it takes so much power to 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 move so fast mm-hmm. back and forth, stopping. Uh, stopping short at angles, like you got to take something that's that's only a few inches in in diameter and hold it on the end of a stick, pass it to somebody, get it past somebody that's like a brick wall, 
That shit is amazing. Man, That's fuck art in that. Itself. I just, I just was ice skating this past week, and just being on them skates and even try to do that is amazing. Yeah. That's like so, so, so those actors who were able to do that, like in the movie Miracles, to to make make it look seamless and effortless is is amazing to them. I, I, I more powers to more power to them. So I gotta ask you before I wrap it up for uh, the closing of TRSS Goes Hollywood. What is your favorite sports movie of all time? Uh, Gotta be Above the Rim. Really? Gotta be Above the Rim. Yeah? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Story-wise, just everything was perfect about it. Yeah. Gotta be Above the Rim. Gotta be. And, like, like, like I'm, I'm I'm a sports dude. But um, of course, I always like lean towards basketball. But if I'm not gonna pick a basketball movie, I'm gonna say Rudy. Wow! Yes, say Rudy. Yeah, because I'm I'm five eight, so it's like I know what it feels like to be in the land of a giant. As much as much as I love football, and I I said it early on, I'm gonna say that my favorite sports movie of all time is A League of Their Own. I. That was I, a great movie. I love, I love it. I love it. I could watch it over and over again. Tom Hanks did a great job in the movie. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. So once again, I want to thank everybody for being a part of TRSS Goes Hollywood. You guys have been amazing. You guys have been awesome. Be sure to watch and listen to. Turbo Tabloid, which is going on right after this. We are the most progressive and seriously the most noteworthy sports podcast of your genre. Thank you and good night. This show is brought to you and paid for by RageWorks.net. Brought to you and paid for by RageWorks.net. <laughs> TRSS, bitch! The regular season sportscast. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Before I start off, I want to thank you guys for listening to TRSS Goes Hollywood. That was... Um, one for the ages. I'm, 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 I'm so proud of producing that segment. That show is going to be phenomenal. I'm hoping to win the golden dildo for excellence in the medium of podcasting. I need a golden dildo. Remember to follow us on all our social media outlets. That will be on Facebook. The regular season sportscast Facebook page is an open group page. You guys have been great participating and sharing all insights in sports and other areas of buffoonery you could also check us out on instagram with the regular season sports that is there now it's about to get even more lit because now i'm gonna start putting more videos up because now instagram got a thing to where you know now you monitor views i'm gonna start peeping y'all who's creeping because y'all creeping and believe me i see y'all there's a couple of individuals out there who's starting to Starting to take a whiff of what the regular season is all about, what TRSS is doing. And some of y'all getting inspired to want to do the same shit like me. 
I'm just saying, we deep, y'all. This crew is deep, son. But I'm glad that I can inspire y'all to be something. Also, you can check us out on Twitter. Get me at RWJSanti. That's at RWJSanti on Twitter. Snapchat, you get us at Waterbed Red. Snapchat is Waterbed Red. And check out the YouTube page. Subscribe to the regular season sportscast. Alrighty, guys. Before I continue, I just want to, uh, I'm going to mix in TR, uh, the Turnbuckle Tabloid. I'm going to bring in, uh, Whole Milk Mike in a minute. But before I do that, I want to mix in Turbo t- Turnbuckle Tabloid with, hold on. This week's rant. Alright, so, for this week's rant, I'm, I'm not going to go in longevity about it because I, I feel like I'm doing it constantly every time I have to talk about wrestling. And I'm not even going to just go with the the subject matter that happened this week. At this point, it's going to be spoken upon once I bring whole milk in. I just want to, uh, you know, I, I fucking hate you wrestling smarks. I really do. It's, it's getting to a point to where nothing appeases you guys anymore. Nothing. And, you know, and let me not even say all because it's not the masses i don't want to sit there and and ostracize the whole internet wrestling community i don't want to do that because the majority of you guys actually enjoy the product and love what's going on in certain areas and you're displeased about others but in the whole you guys are still fans then you got the you got the guys and i swear i'm a i i I join these wrestling groups and and to be honest with you i only join these wrestling groups so i can hoard my show on there I'm, I'm gonna be honest i i do i i join these groups because just just, just a horror and plus i there's certain groups that i do like because there is an open dialogue and an open conversation and for the large part most of the guys and females who are on these groups have some type of an awareness of the product of what wrestling is now in a whole but then there's some of you who i i swear i think i i think you troll on purpose and if you do you have nothing better to do with your life. I mean, why would you know? It, it bugs me to get notifications about shit. Like it really does. If it's about nonsense, like I really hate. That's why a lot of times they say on Facebook, if I comment on somebody's stuff and there's a multitude of notifications that comes after, I turn that shit off because that shit is annoying. The only thing I really track is you know anything that has to do with the regular season sportscast, the TRSS stuff, and you know stuff that has to do with my close personal friends. I monitor that shit. But anybody else's shit, I just like to. So I can only imagine you trolls who need that feeling of self-worth for you to make a negative comment and for someone to sit there and wait for tens and hundreds of notifications to dis- you know try to dispel of how ignorant and stupid you sound. It just I don't I don't get it sometimes. I think you guys really need to go out and find something better to do with yourself. Get a hobby. I mean, you know, build bridges with popsicle sticks or uh in, in, indulge in buying fake vaginas so you could learn what a vagina really looks like i was in one group and uh, it was an individual who wrote in there i swear i wish i, I wish i could remember this person's name because i would put their shit on blast who wrote uh there was three hours of programming uh and what what did that accomplish nothing oh and no kevin owen sighting first off just just to just to enlighten this douchebag number one this was probably been the most you know astounding raw for the new year by far i mean i mean i'm gonna talk about it later but 
once again, you dickheads don't seem to get pleased by anything except for your own hand manipulation. Secondly, you wanted Kevin Owens on the screen. Okay, fine. You don't always need to see an individual for them to make an impact. They don't always have to be on TV. Don't it's it, it's it's not necessary. You have fifty plus individuals on a roster. Somehow, some way, somebody has to get shine. That's why we see this you know ridiculous booking nowadays with six man tags and overly done tag team matches with fatal four way tag matches and stuff like that. Because granted, you're trying to get exposure to Mick Carter's and other individuals out there and and fine there's a lot of segments that don't need to be done too many promos there's about like 18 20 minute promos that are unnecessary fine understand that but still you're trying to bring up talent vicariously through these 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 matches you don't need to see Kevin Owens you don't need to see Dean Ambrose you don't need to see uh, a, a, a Roman Reigns every fucking show it you don't need to if you've ever heard the expression distance makes the heart grow fonder if i don't see them for a while i'll miss them and want them to come on and when they do come out it makes it special why the fuck you all mark out whenever undertaker comes on you don't see the fucking old fuck for like a year as soon as he comes out you guys are shitting your pants and you fucking oh fucking phenom is here oh but you know and then all of a sudden, if they're on TV all the time, then they become burnout because then you're not going to fucking like him anymore. And lastly, if you put him on TV all the time, there's a high percentage of this 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 person getting injured. And, I'm, and then then you really be bitching. Then you'll be really crying. Like, oh, now he's hurt. What's going to happen? Oh, this is WWE's for for overly using their talent. You know what? Squash. Fuck, you know, you're you fucking morons. Before I brought you on, I was already talking about the ridiculousness that is the internet wrestling community. Oh no! Oh god! Oh you know, no! Listen, I, 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 I'm sorry, but I get so frustrated every oh, no. fucking day listening to these dorks bitch and moan about. What's wrong with the product? And none of these bastards have a creative bone in their fucking body. They can't even book a match in WWE 2K16, but yet they know more than anybody else. Yeah, like what, like what were they saying that got you pissed off? It's just like it, it's just the ridiculousness. We had possibly the what most is- monumental Raw in the in, in 2016. This is like the first kickoff of like a really official Raw of 2016, yeah. and I, you know. Th- I, these motherfuckers troll just to troll. Yeah, I, I I mean I don't I don't get it. So in case you guys don't know by now, I, I I'm on the phone with Mr. Whole Milk Mike himself from a heel turn podcast. Uh, like I said, I I've been telling you guys that we're going to be bringing in uh, a cachet of different individuals from time to time to talk wrestling with me here. Because like I said, I could do this, I could ramble on all day, but I think it, it it'd be better if we bring in different perspectives because. You know, as much as I think I'm perfect and everything I say is right, you know, maybe I'm not as right as others may think. So, uh, <laughs> what's going on, Whole Milk? What's up, man? Long, long time no see. 
Yeah, man, we're going to be kicking it this Saturday, man. This is going to be crazy. House of Glory presents Chapter 1, guys. Check it out. Uh, you guys, it's at the world-famous Elks Lodge in Queens Boulevard. If you guys, uh, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, you guys can get tickets at uh, House of Glory uh, Wrestling.com. And check it out. You could also go on their Facebook page and check out how it is that you can get tickets as well. They're talking about that tickets are going fast. I know we getting in there. Yeah. Did you get I, def- your- I really can't. W- I can't wait for this Saturday. Did you get your tickets yet? Uh, not yet. I'm good. I'm getting at the door. I'm not, I'm not- after what happened last time at the last show. I'm just getting at the door. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it gets me out of a hundred bucks. It does. I, you know, and I don't. I, and honestly, I don't know if if it, it's them or. If it was the, I don't, th- I, don't, I don't think it's Brian's fault. I think it was just the lady just was so fucking stupid. It could, it could, you know, it could have been, it could have been a multitude of other things. Usually, when I had gotten tickets online, it wasn't. I, I never had a problem. So, yeah. But that's why it isn't. I only, I think I bought tickets maybe two times before, and after that, I said, man, mm. fuck this. I'm going to, I'm getting it at the door. Oh, fuck this shit. Yeah. But this, this side, we're gonna be turned up. It's gonna be crazy. So you, you're not, you know, yeah. you don't even care if you get front row. You don't even want it. Well. I really don't even care what I get, but I I kind of know what seats I want, so we're definitely gonna have a ball. And I heard big things are gonna happen this Saturday, so I can't wait. Oh really? What have you heard? Any spoilers? Uh, don't I don't want to spoil for anything anything for you. Oh, I heard I heard some rumblings, but it's gonna be a good show. Oh, look at you being an inside. I'm scared of you. Thanks for the hipster Isaac. <laughs> so yeah, so what? Oh. Like I was saying, it's just, it's just, there's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of ridiculousness when it comes to just, just people trolling, just being unhappy. First of all, let's, 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 before we go into Raw, let's go into what happened at Fastlane. Okay. Or, or what I like to, uh, call, um, Sunday Night Heat 2.5. Or, or, I thought, I thought, I thought it was SmackDown for a second. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it, it felt like a pay per view version of SmackDown. It, and who even wants to say pay per view anymore? Let's just say that it's a special event now because it's it, that's what it just basically is. And I really think it's, that it's ne- WWE knew that ne- they were putting on shit. Yeah, and and the name doesn't even help either. Fucking Fastlane. What the hell? I, I I still don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. They're they're trying to say, well, this is a Fastlane pay per view to WrestleMania. No, it doesn't. Was it? It's like Fastlane, Hell in a Cell, TLC, Night of Champions. Like it's all useless names. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be um, Elimination Chamber, but they didn't want anybody to get. Yeah, injured. but some but some arenas can't hold the chamber. Right, and they didn't want anybody injured before WrestleMania, which is logical. I understand that, but you really could have brought back a name like something. There's old there's names that they could still. I mean, you might as well just say in your house. Just might as well if you're saying Fastlane. I would love it. I would love that. Yeah. So this this past well, fast lane, um, I would, I would love it if they bring back the old set with the garage. I fucking love. It. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I didn't yeah. mind any of that. Uh, I, I didn't I, grow up. I I didn't grow up in that area, but when I um when I was when I went back and watched that, I was like, oh my god, why aren't they coming out of the garage? Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's funny like, because. Oh my god. Those were those really in your house. Yeah, those were really like those. They were like basically filler, um, like events. They when the when when WrestleMania and the big, the other big three were were. They say you, was, you um, were getting paid like was, you, you, you were paying twenty nine ninety nine for that pay per view. Like in your house would yeah. be like a nine ninety nine interview uh, a pay per view, and you like you would watch it, and, and it, it was 
It was more of a novelty thing. They had like they didn't it was, have full it was bookings. An extra. It was an, it was an, it was an extra to fill for whatever months it was between SummerSlam and the Royal right. Rumble. And it wasn't like that type of shit. Yeah, and it wasn't that they had it every month. It just it was just something that they put together, and and I think this is why uh, there was rumblings where WWE is going to possibly start minimizing the pay per views or these things to start making more of uh, special events because. They want to make the novelty of watching a pay per view more more of a, 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 a special thing to do than just yeah. then be constantly watching, you know, fast lane. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it could help the WWE as well because most of the time when usually like from using an example after SummerSlam there'd be a feud starting between Kevin Owens and. John Cena. Right. That feud would last four weeks until the next pay per view, and then after that, it's over. Right. So, if, like, I would say if there's a month between pay per views, it could build the storylines more. That's because that's what I want now in WWE because storylines just like start and then stop, start and stop. Like, build it up at least. Yeah, because it, it's put funny. Some because, t- put some time into it. It's funny because you say that because, like you said, I'm, I'm 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 a tad bit older than you, <laughs> a tad, not by much, but yeah, I dad. um, <laughs> it's like right, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I um, yeah, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, when you you would you would see a wrestler say, for instance, like uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, he would have the Intercontinental Belt. And yeah. it would seem like he had it for years, but it would only be about maybe a year or maybe eight to nine months because they mm. weren't that many pay-per-views. So you probably see him defended at Royal Rumble, defended at Mania, defended at SummerSlam, and then drop it at Survivor Series. But it felt like he had it for such a long time. Whereas what you're so watching... So basically- so basically, like a Nikki Bella title run, right? But you would you would feel as that you would feel that if it was longer because you didn't see it often. And this is what I was talking about yeah. earlier before you got on. I said, you know, it's not always about putting the talent on TV all the time. There was a guy yeah. on one of the on on one of the uh, wrestling groups that I'm in who was pissed off because Kevin Owens wasn't on Raw this week, and I'm like, you you know, you don't have to see them all the time. And then if you do see them, he gets hurt, then you're bitching. Yeah, or if he was on Raw, he was probably going to lose, and then people have something else to bitch about. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know, I said this just makes the heart grow fonder. So when you don't see these guys, you start actually wanting to see them. But yeah. I don't know, what what the fuck do I know? I'm not a creative individual, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> and like, but everybody on Twitter is apparently. Oh please, it's like first first <laughs> first first first, first, first is cancel the network and then all of a sudden comes monday night Raw. I was like holy shit you know like, fuck yeah whatever so like i said we we're talking fast lane first and then uh, it, it, with with fast lane i must say although it was possibly uh, a nice steaming pile of shit in a small <laughs> toilet bowl I, I wow. can't say that there was some high points. Can can you can you do you think you can point some high points on um, Fastlane? Um, well, the high points for me were the, the champions that were supposed to retain. They retained. That was one high spot. The AJ Styles versus Jericho match. That was a high spot for me because Styles was supposed to fucking win the match and he won the match. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the high, the big one was the main event because I was going going into it thinking, oh my god, it's gonna fucking suck. Here we go. Roman's gonna beat the shit out of both of them, but it was really competitive. It's a good, it was a good triple threat match. 
Yeah, I liked I liked how um how they 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 found a way to keep Brock off balance. You know, they 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 worked on those elements in which they said, "Let's get him out the fucking way. Let's bury him in these tables." Or you know, they 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 knew the focal point before they went at it. And as much as they teased the possibility of Ambrose getting over, you, you just knew Roman was gonna win. It's just he just yeah. fucking knew. It, it was too predictable. Yeah, I just uh and uh, the only low spot. Well, sorry to interrupt you, but nah. the only low spot for the only low spot for me on the pay per view was the Edge and Christian segment. That I don't know what the fuck that was. Edge and Christian were funny. The New Day came out. They were talking. I didn't understand what they were talking about. All I heard was booty. <laughs> and then, and then they're running down all the tag teams. And then I'm thinking, oh god, here we go. They're gonna introduce Enzo Moore and Colin Cassidy. Then the fucking league of urination comes out, and then they stand there, and I'm ex- and I'm expecting some shit to fall from the ceiling onto them. Seems to go from red hair, red hair to blue hair in a second. Edge and Christian are in the alley with New Day. They're twerking, and Edge and Christian are throwing dollar bills at them like the strippers. Yeah, I think it's one of those segments in which it it runs its course for too long. And... Yeah, and then we get and then we get our truth versus Curtis Axel. I was like, oh my god, I now have to take a big shit. <laughs> My God! Like, Thank you. Now I can dump. Although I, I am going to say the finish was actually pretty decent, though I, I can't lie about that. It was actually a pretty decent finish because the, you know the element the of finish to the the finish to truth and Axel. Are you serious? Right well, now? I like the fact that Goldust went through such a surge in the ring, and you know he had to avoid this, and he got to roll up for the pin. It's it's innovative. It's it's somewhat creative. Fine, but the match that you could have seen that on Raw. Now, honestly, you could have just watched that on Raw if you'd have paid. Fifty four ninety nine to watch that shit. You might as well had taken a gun to your head and put one in yourself because hey, it's it, it, it would it have been pointless to do that. But the the other thing was they had the the two out of three falls for the United States Championship match on the pre show. Yeah, and then but we get our truth and Curtis Axel on the pay per view. Exactly. They, why? Well, they could have done the two out of three falls before the Edge and Christian thing, and then had the Edge and Christian thing before. For the main event, I I, I, <laughs> I don't understand WWE sometimes. And and I I don't want to. I'm being objective about this. Like I said, I'm just I've been I've been listening to a lot of um, Stone Cold's uh, podcast. And and if you guys don't listen to it, it's actually really really good. I'm, I'm listening from like the older stuff to the newer stuff. I go back and forth. And yeah, I, even the stuff on the network he does is awesome. Right, the one with the big show that was awesome. Yeah, that was a. It, it, who knew that the big show could actually be that interesting, right? Who knew the big show drinks and curses? <laughs> he better with that size and shit. He better do one of the two. Fuck that. Well, yeah. it's um, and, and and they spoke about it. There's an episode on Stone Cold's podcast in which he speaks to uh, Jim Ross, and Jim Ross has his own podcast and stuff. And yeah, the the the, the topic is how. There's a lot of things lost in WWE, and it's not by, and it's not by, by the product itself trying to to make wrestling more uh, accommodable to other uh, audiences. It's just that it, it it just seems like something something got lost in creative. For instance, Jim Ross made a mention when he said, "When the hell did closed fist become legal?" <laughs> The, the the closed fist has always been an illegal move. That's why I said the the WMD by Big Show is a fucking illegal move. Why do they allow this move? I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. Holy shit! Yeah, and then um, 
and there was a, there was another point in which that we 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 start we start looking at what matches are being built on, and you don't even know how you know they they we don't know what the fuck is cheating anymore. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't know what because some of the finishes like. A couple of weeks ago, uh, it was Owens and Ziggler on Raw, and Ziggler put his feet on the ropes. The referee was looking at him the whole time. Yeah. And then ref's like, you know what? Screw this. One, two, three. Ziggler's your winner. Like, uh, ref, you're supposed to kick his feet off the ropes. What right. are you doing? But, it, but if Owens does it, it's like, get off the ropes, fat ass. Like, what the hell? And, 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 and <laughs> it's like they pick and choose what type of rules they're going to enforce. You know what? You know what I miss? I miss when you knew who the fuck a referee was. Like I, I, I miss that that whole aspect of knowing Jimmy Corderas or Tim White, Earl Hebner. Earl, Earl Hebner. Hebner. Like they don't even announce them anymore. And your referee for the match, who gives well, a fuck? It's like who gives before. a fuck? Because a referee is just as important as the wrestlers in the ring. Yeah, the only referee I think that's still there is Mike Kyoto. Yeah, he's been there for fucking years. But remember, I know I, I know John Cone like because he, he's on fucking YouTube all the goddamn time. Right. But but besides that, you just don't know any of these. Guys. What's the black referee's name? Uh, I was about to say Teddy Long, but he's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's, not, he's not a ref anymore. <laughs> exactly. He's not there. Though, he's not these the referees were part of storylines as well because you remember these were the guys that. They, they, they were oh, in the, Hebner was like the center of most of the world titles. Right. It's either him, it was Mark, either him Mark, or Tim White. Oh and, my God, Tim White. <laughs> I remember him. I remember those skits where he wanted to kill himself after the Triple H on a cell match. He was like, no, no, Mr. White, that's not good. That's not good. Well, I think that was like number 40-something on the Oh My God list. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and you see Tim Punk like, this made the list. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Like, it, gave no shit. It's crazy because so I, 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 I hear what you're saying. The refs like some rules are just. Like, WWE should not have rules anymore. Apparently, yeah, apparently not. You know, it's just even in UFC, you you hear the referee's name before them and the official of this match, Herb yeah. Dean. Like you know who the fuck the referee is. They don't even care anymore. Yeah. Fucking, you even know who the octagon girl is that comes in with the sign. Right. You know her name, too. Yeah. Ariane Celeste, believe me, I know. I follow her on Instagram. Shit. I have her on Snapchat, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, so, with Fastlane, I wouldn't even, if I were going to give it uh, uh, a rating, I would give it four steaming piles of turd, of AJ turd. I'll give it four. I. I'm not going by turds, but I'll, I'll, I'm giving it two and a half because they did most of the shit right. The Wyatt family should have won the six man. Exactly. Uh, oh, oh, and you and know then, what? I was kind of impressed by that match, though. I'm not gonna lie, though. They they did try their best to steal that steal the show that night. The one thing I can take away from that match is Ryback still trying to do the CM Punk knees, <laughs> and then he breaks Luke Harper's arm. I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dumb fuck! What are you doing? Oh man! I, 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 oh, what, was it on Raw I'm or was sorry, I'm dumb as fuck. was it on Raw or was it on um on Fastlane when um Luke Harper did the Michinuku driver? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Luke Harper is impressive, but like when the finish came and you just see right back in the shell shock, and you just hear Luke Harper go, "Shit!" I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> he was loud and. Michael was like, oh, Bray Wyatt just got kicked in the stomach by Kane. I'm like, what? Just, what? What's going on? 
Yeah. I know I know that they really sat there and was like, you know what, everybody doesn't expect much from this match. You know what, fuck it, you know, the big guys are going to try to show their ass. And, and and like I said, it, it was that was pretty decent. I I, I got to admit. Yeah. Um it was, a, it was it was a pretty good big match. But big the man match. But like you said, at the end of the day, the main event, you you, you had Roman going over, which everybody Got on their their high horse and was was proclaiming that they're gonna cancel the fucking the, the network. They're not gonna watch wrestling anymore, which is all lies, all full of shit. Then we lead into Raw, in which they give out the Vincent J. McMahon Excellence Award, who which was Legacy the, of Excellence. Legacy of Excellence, you're correct. Which was given to Stephanie McMahon. You know, not, not, not to lie though, but. I, I was kind of, I, I was kind of like swerved because I, I, I thought it was gonna be a legitimate presentation to somebody. In my head, I'm going, "Wow, is this gonna be the Daniel Bryan?" Is like, I really thought that. You know what I was thinking they were gonna do? I think Vince, was, I thought Vince was gonna be, like, you know, who gets the award? Me. Right. <laughs> There's gonna be some bullshit like that, and then when Stephanie comes out and she's about to start the speech, and then we hear a familiar theme song, and I was like. What are they doing? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, but what are they doing? I marked the fuck out. Wait, I... where's, Matt to tell you, where's, where's Matt to tell you to use a hanky? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, I had my sock, and I just cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> so he was not in the room, right? You don't know, but I'm playing the music right now. <laughs> oh, my God. When he came out, first of all, when it, when when the music hit, I had to do like a head count quick because I was like, wait a minute. Um, so wait a minute. I said, Vince. Step- oh, it's Shane. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, oh, it's Shane. Holy shit. Probably people thinking, did they just press the wrong button? Right. Like, what are they doing? It's like, so supposed to Roman Reigns' song right Someone's now? getting fired. <laughs> And when he came out, I I lost it. I really did because it's it was one of and those. He did th- his, and he did his famous dance. And he had his, he had he had his, he had his, his sneaker head sneakers on. He was, he's out there. He he just came out the ballroom and balling at the same time. That was a highlight. Him wearing red shoes. He had his. I believe those were the ones he had on. He had the Jordan ones on. He's he oh, he was. Let me tell you, he um, I always thought he was like the coolest dude. Even when he was heel, I. Even Kevin Nash on, yeah. a sh- on a shoot interview, he said it's probably the coolest white guy you've ever known. Like, <laughs> it's funny because Kevin Nash people, yeah, because and that's Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash think he black too, so like <laughs> he's like he's like <laughs> that guy's real cool. And if you look at his Twitter, because Shane just got on Twitter, like, one of the guys that he follows on Twitter first he follows Jordan, he follows uh, uh, I believe it's WWE, and then he follows um, Russell Simmons out of. Mad random. Like, where does that come from? Russell Simmons. Exactly. Like, where does that come from? What? <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> so, he... Um, uh, Shane, what are you doing? I'm telling you, yo, he's, he's cool, man. He's telling you, he, he in the now. I probably, he probably listened to, like, Future and, um, and, and Fetty Wap. Like, he's probably, he probably in the back getting hyped up that way. Don't be surprised they yeah. bring him out during WrestleMania. So... Yeah. It leads us to the, the 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 promo in the ring in which everything's tied up uh, with Shane explaining that yeah, there's 
there's still stuff on the table in which he's involved with the company. It's not it's not all Stephanie's you know, hands in the in, in the whole cookie jar. He's also got ties to it. Vince is is, is is befuddled on how to explain this stuff. Blah 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 blah. By the way, yeah. that five to ten minute ovation was was well deserved. Uh, well, it was a genuine surprise. Nobody knew it. Yeah, he. And the best thing was Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez. They didn't fucking know. They didn't spoil it for everyone. It was a genuine surprise. Did they say? Uh, please don't tell me that they say they knew because then I really fucking I really hate those bastards if they say, "Oh, we knew. We just didn't want to say anything to anybody." No, they were saying that. Um, well, we'll get to the what the whole what happened at the end, but they were saying that um, like somebody from the outside of the current active roster was gonna come back. No, oh, okay, their debut. So that like that, those were their words. So then, well, they also like sucks Triple H's dick, and <laughs> Triple H didn't even, even tell him. So it was I, a gen, it was a it was a genuine surprise. Yeah, and and I'm I'm one of those guys who has a genuine despise for Melter. I, I can't. That's that's another episode. Yeah, but it, it, but but the surprises just kept coming during this segment. My God. Yeah, and I mean the whole thing. Wait, he dropped the um he dropped the pipe bomb about the stocks and the ratings dropping that and all shit, that. That shit was real. Yeah, they, I'm that telling was, you. That, that that was the realest promo ever cut in WWE history. And the funny thing is Punk's pipe bomb. Yeah, he says the stocks are dropping, the the the, the ratings and viewership ratings are dropping. Are injuries on the roster like it was some shit. Like Vince had a look on his face like you motherfucker like who the fuck do you think you are talking our business like that? That wasn't a, that wasn't on the cue cu- 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 card. Excuse that me, we didn't, on the cu- card. we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't discuss that backstage at the gorilla position. <laughs> I I told you to say it was all because of the bunnies, <laughs> like some shit like that. So so when when all all was said and done, uh, it led us to Vince cursing, <laughs> using yeah, dropping the f bomb. What was the exact quote? I'm gonna fucking I'm, kill you. I'm gonna fuck. I, I'm, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass. Or I'm gonna fucking. It was something of that magnitude. Magnitude. It was. It was. I know the. I know the f bomb came out, and it was just like whoa. The crowd was like whoa. We literally got a chant of "That's not PG." <laughs> That's not PG. And then we had um. I, we hit. We. I'm wondering the. I'm, the one question I have is, I wonder if that was a part of it, or if Vince just went off strip for that one moment. No, let me tell you that like, a, a lot of that. <laughs> he was probably just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just say the f word. A lot let of that is that a word. lot of that came out straight shoot because honestly, even uh, uh I, I although I, I hate listening to him too, but sometimes I, I gotta listen to his 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 verbal uh, diarrhea. Um, Vince Russo even said that a lot of that stuff mm. that came out is genuine stuff that's been buzzing backstage. And if there was anybody that was going to bring it to the forefront was Shane, because Shane actually still has a bitterness in his mouth about why he left the company six years ago. So this for for the McMahons, it's like any any story, be it bad or good, is story like that. That's what they're working on. Yeah. But then we have the the, the inevitable uh, match set up for WrestleMania, which is now The Undertaker yeah, versus Shane. <laughs> Which you you and I were hitting back and forth on tw- on on text about this. I, I, te- I texted you instantly. I was like, "That's who they're picking for the Undertaker. <laughs> That's the Undertaker's big match for WrestleMania this year." And then this is this is funny too because I said it's, it's a fifty year old versus another fifty year old, and you go, "She's not fifty. Yeah, he's only forty six. <laughs> like, he's, he's only forty six. I was like, oh, "Okay, he's still fifty. <laughs> he's 
It's not he, 50. He looks 50. He looks like Vince McMahon in the ring. <laughs> he looks like, like they're twins. But I bet you, and I'm and I'm, I'm I'm saying this now. I bet you that if it does, if it, there is going to be a Hell in a Cell match with Shane involved, because I don't know, there, there's rumblings about other nonsense. I really want to talk rumors, but my thing is, for some reason, I think there's going to be a replacement involved. I can't see Shane going through it all. Possibly a you know interference in the Hell in a Cell. Yes, it's possible, ladies and gentlemen. It can happen. Uh, hey, I, if, if people can get in the steel cage, people can get in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it I see it happen, but. I guarantee that at his age, I think Shane could still go. Like, really, can, he could still go. Yeah. He, I mean, it. it I, I said the whole Undertaker thing. All right. It, it. It sounds. It sounds funny. Like it. It doesn't sound like it should be the. Pro- but. But at this point, who should who should Undertaker fight? What Cena? I mean. Well, right now, right now he's hurt, and on Twitter he's like teasing he's gonna come back, but he should just. My problem with Cena is he's. He's out right now right. for like three months. He should stay out. Stop trying to Superman yourself back on the main roster and just take some time off. Right. That's fake. Because as soon as you come back and left something, you're probably going to break your other fucking off. So just stay out, get better, and I say let's just do the match. It's, it's something we have never seen before when Shane was wrestling. He never faced Undertaker one-on-one. And... I don't know. We could see something different. I just hope Shane does not jump off the hell in a cell. What? That's my only thing I don't want to see. Uh, he, could ju- he, he could jump. He could jump off the barricade, but just don't jump off the top. <laughs> the other, there's yeah. a meme. There's a, there's a funny meme. Like you know the big monitor in the in the stadium. Right. There's a, and then the on bottom is a picture of Shane. He goes, "I'm going to jump off that." <laughs> I was like, "No, please don't, don't, no." <laughs> that big high definition screen that's in Dallas Stadium. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Owen Hart all over again. Don't do it. Uh, and, and, and you 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 look on paper and you like you say, well, Undertaker has to wrestle that mania. Like, who the fuck is there on the roster that he would wrestle? Like, who would it be? Nobody really cares about him fighting Braun Strowman. Nobody cares about seeing him and Bray again. I mean, I to, to think you can't you can't you can't do the Brock Lesnar thing because uh, in storyline you already said that it was the last match, right? There, there could have been other options. You could have done Dean Ambrose. You could have done Kevin Owens. Maybe Jericho. People were saying maybe AJ Styles, but AJ Styles just came into the company. There's, you can't put him in a match with Undertaker because then people are going to turn on Styles. Sting, but I don't think Sting can even wrestle anymore. I think he was done. He's done after that that yeah. Seth Rollins match. And yeah, and then we, it, I, I have to see what is going to be the buildup of how Undertaker is well, going to. Go into this match because, to be honest, Undertaker should be like, "Why would I give a fuck if Shane beats me?" Like, first of all, my rec- my streak is broken. Number one and number two, if he wants to take over fucking roll, I, who cares? Take it. I don't give a shit. Pin me now, motherfucker. Who cares? That's what I'm saying too. Because I was even te- I was like talking to my uh, uh, me man Isaac recorded the heel turn last night, and I even asked him like, "Is Undertaker a heel now? What's the what's the, what's the reason for this?" And then they. Undertaker's never going to be a fucking heel. And then I'm like, so explain how this match is going to go. Who's the face? Who's the heel? But then Matt broke it to me that uh, the Undertaker's going to be on Raw this Monday. So right. Gonna, so he's definitely going to give an explanation. I'm just waiting for him to go, Vince, you old bastard, I don't want this. I'm just waiting for that. Or, or bring and him then, back as American Badass and have him like, yo, fuck it, I'm going to... 
I'm a mercenary. I'm a bounty fucking guy now. <laughs> just like, yo, give me the money and I'll beat the shit out of him. Whatever works. You know what? You know what I'm thinking? Vince is probably gonna put something on the line for the Undertaker as well. Maybe Fuck. he'll he'll probably have to retire if he loses. It could be something stupid like that. There if, you if go. Undertaker doesn't beat Shane. Undertaker is forced to retire. There you go. See that? that that's it, pro- it, 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 that's proper booking. That's that's the only logical thing to do. In because right now, because what else are you gonna put? On the line, the streak's over. Like we, like we, you said, there's there's no title on the line. All, right. all is on the line is control of Raw. Right. So it would, the possibility and, and, would be the retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The 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 other thing that happened on Raw was that we saw before Raw happened was Facebook gave us the exclusive from WWE.com in which that uh. Shut up, AJ. I'm sorry. Yeah, we had a guest coming into the door, and AJ is is walking into the door. One second, guys. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have. Oh my god, is, is the dog dead? Yeah, he's it's excited. Like he, he gets excited. He, he hears wrestling, and he doesn't know how to act. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Stone Cold podcast. He you hear his dogs in the in the background barking as well. It's hilarious. Uh, we we were we were giving a a a video of Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of Dean Ambrose <laughs> in the parking lot when they were coming into the arena. And uh, was it fan footage? Fan footage, yeah, right. Fucking Adam Rose was recording that shit, and uh, then. We had Am- uh, Ambrose come into the ring with an, in an ambulance, which I keep telling people they are trying to really push Ambrose as the modern day Stone Cold. I, I'm, I, you know, be it as it may, I yeah. think that's what I think that's what they're going with. Mm. And uh, that match is being set up for WrestleMania: Brock versus Ambrose in a street fight, which I honestly don't care for this match. I, I think it's poor booking. I really do. Really? Oh, yeah. One more time. Shut up! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's poor booking because I don't think it works for anybody's benefit. I guess is they're trying to do this whole David versus Goliath, the Beast versus the in, the the lunatic type thing. But I I don't know. I I guess I have well, to warm up to it. Yeah. Well, personally, I like this feud because well, first of all, Rose. Other people was thinking that the main of what Brock Lesnar was gonna do at WrestleMania was have a match with Bray Wyatt. And we're all expecting Bray Wyatt was going to abduct Lesnar or cost him the match at Fastlane, but Wyatt was no it was a no show. So we we're thinking, okay, Lesnar's going to do something else. Then the video came on Facebook, and then we saw later in the show Lesnar. I mean, Ambrose comes out in the ambulance, and the fucking silence going off like Scott Steiner was coming out. <laughs> and then we get Ambrose gets his ass kicked again, and then we get. He announced a no-holds-barred street fight between Ambrose and Lesnar. And right now, I kind of like it because I'm looking forward to the promos between Ambrose and Heyman. That's the one thing I can look forward to. And the match, I, it's going to be a good match. But the rumor I keep hearing about is that this is going to turn Ambrose heel. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know he's, First, he's he prefers to work heel, He's always said it. It's been, you know, his yeah. Moxley character and all. He prefers to work the heel. But in this day and age, being a heel doesn't even matter anymore. Because like we said earlier, no, who the fuck cheats? You'll never know who the fuck is a heel. No one cheats. Yeah, and even if he turns heel, they're still going to cheer for him. 
The only true heel that's on there right now that's working a true heel angle is Owens. Owens yeah. lives the gimmick. So I Owens don't... is Owens is, like, Owens is like the top heel. It's like him and then Triple H. Right. And st- people still fucking cheer Triple H. They love the fucking game, especially what happened at the end of Raw, in which yeah, the, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, we'll bring, we'll bring it's, up. it's crazy. So, uh, my so far we we've given two examples of uh, things that happened in WWE's Raw that uh, weren't very PG. It, it 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 seemed as though that they were going. We were getting, we were getting a flashback to the Attitude Era. Somewhat, yeah. We were we were getting we were getting um. With Vince cursing, with violence going on, it was like yeah, okay. in the year nineteen ninety nine. What year is this? <laughs> so um, the rest of Raw, uh, I mean, of course we were we were giving the the, the ridiculous three on three uh, six man tag match again, which I don't even want to talk about. It's one of the, it's another reason to fill everybody up to to get on the show every every Monday. Uh, then we also get it. We're, we're starting to see the slow build up of what's going to be for the Divas match coming WrestleMania, which is most likely going to be a triple threat match and that gets yeah. them on the card. And um, I mean, we then proceed to have the Roman Reigns match, which I, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm glad that they cut it off that the way that they did, because it looked like it was about to go longer than it should. <laughs> We are then presented with the game uh, Triple H, uh, who comes and in his jacket, and he comes in with his kick-ass attire. Uh. When he wears his jacket, you know shit's about to go down. And we see blood. They didn't black and white it this time. We get blood. Well, Byron Saxon gave him a little capsule. What? No, it's not even a capsule. They said he actually gave him a blade. He actually, they actually bladed. Was it a blade? Yeah. I thought it was Byron, Byron Saxon gave him a little capsule, but then Triple H actually broke his nose. No, the nose got broken. That was real. But he, uh, the, the, a, the Saxon well, thing was, what, it couldn't be a capsule because the way that the, the, the blood was, was it, had, it, it had been seen, it was still yeah. as though that it was due with, with the, the, what do you call it, the with, what was going on and the adrenaline flowing that it kept gushing, so it couldn't have been a capsule. It was it was a blading that happened, which is which is yeah. astounding for it being not only raw but anything in WWE because they don't they look down on blading, but yeah, they, yeah. they got the blading and Triple H. This was, a, this, this was really intense. Triple H was literally smacking Reigns' head on the announcement like twenty times. Yeah, like this, why won't you get? Over, <laughs> and then we get a pedigree on the steps. On then, the steps, and really bust his face like it broke his nose. Like, yeah. And then the best part was Triple H does he does the Roman Reigns punch thing. He jerks his arm, and then he gives the suck it sign. I gotta tell you, and, and this that, is what that's when that's that's when all the little kids mark down. And this is yeah, exactly now they can start going back to school and doing it to everybody and their teachers, their friends, and everything. They can fucking do the Roman Reigns, <laughs> Triple H, suck it now. But this, fuck you, Miss Hawkins. <laughs> suck it. <laughs> but once again, it, play, it, play the Mean Gene thing. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> so this, this once again, like I, I, I said earlier, was one of the like the the opening of what could occur in 
you know, after Mania, because I, to me, I said, I'm calling it now. If, if, and I, well, I don't even say if Shane wins, I see a new era happening. We had, of course, we had the attitude era. Then we had the ruthless aggression era. Then we have what they call the reality era. I'm saying that this is going to possibly be a new era, which is going to occur, which will probably be the next generation era, because we, we may see the door opening up to different things. They're already booking for, uh, an event. I believe it's in May where it's, it's going to be called Monday Night Raw versus WWE. Oh yeah. That, that's so stupid to me. Well, oh, what it's I'm, it's not, it's not, it, it sounds really weird. And here's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is my problem with the whole thing. I'm happy Shane's back. I want something different. I want Triple H and Stephanie to go bye bye. But them booking Shane versus Taker for WrestleMania. You mean to tell me that the Undertaker is going to lose twice at WrestleMania? Yeah. First time he beat, he lost to Brock, and now he's going to lose to Shane McMahon, a, a man who doesn't know how to wrestle. He just does high spots, and we we're supposed to believe that. A six eleven guy gets beat by a six three guy. Listen, let me just tell you, the, the, the streak, the streak, the streak means yeah. Undertaker streak doesn't mean anything anymore. It's it's done for. It's over with. Like it doesn't. It, it there's no relevance to it now. Him losing yeah. at, at at Mania because of his record, whatever, is just it, it means it, it's it's done. It's gone. Now, yeah. granted, you're right. Taker losing to Shane at Mania may sound ridiculous on paper but let's Especially see if, since, since, since it's at WrestleMania because it's like for years we've been saying you know, like he's going to win every year he's going to win every year now it's like is he going to lose again it's like it's hard to even say it now but let's we're, see we're but let's see take it a win. let's see how it plays out because like I said there could be something like you like you mentioned the retirement is on is on the table he's going to put over the company uh, which is which is needed now because these days I know, everybody's riding on that horse that there needs to be some kind of changes going on and him losing to make that change happen. He's a company guy. He doesn't care. And lastly, yeah. and lastly, look, who the hell knows what's going to be like on the table for the next, like the next movement in WWE. We yeah. got to start looking at the fact that there's a lot of individuals on that roster that needs to get more shine. And like mm-hmm. we mentioned before on the show, Maybe branch separation, brand separation might be needed. Maybe Stephanie takes over SmackDown, Triple H controls NXT, what something. They need to start spreading these guys out because, once again, we're not seeing the talent that should be getting progressed in the sh- in 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 a, in a promotion. Mm. But yeah, you're right. But we but but let's who, who let's see what happens. But I, I, all I'm saying is that I was happy how Raw ended. I was happy to see that. Um, there, there's. It seems like they were being a little bit more aggressive on this episode. With this episode, with Roman yeah. being injured, it might be a good thing because he'll go away for a couple of weeks, come back and heal up, and the fans might appreciate the fact he'll he'll be Triple H and Mania. Who knows? No, in WWE, he's gonna be back on Raw this Monday. No way, it can't be. If he's on Raw this week, and he's he's the next fucking Cena for real. That's he, what WWE wants. Yeah, to be. I I bet I bet a hundred dollars. Hey, Roman, he'll be on Raw. With with the face mask and he's gonna put that asshole Triple beat me up last. He's gonna put that um that ski mask on. <laughs> That's gonna be the the, the face remember, mask. Remember when remember when uh, <laughs> Mabel crushed Undertaker's face and then Taker wore a mask. The Phantom of the Opera mask and shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it's gonna be Roman Reigns' logo, the shit that's on his vest, uh, covering his face. <laughs> All right, before before I wrap this up, whole milk. Give your social media outlets out there. Oh yeah, you can follow me at m underscore Sarantino S E R R E N T I N O five thirty. That's my username for everything: Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Right, that's what's gonna be for now until I change it in the near future. But I'll let you guys know. Ooh, look at you making changes. Are we are we starting to embrace our celebrity a little bit? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and um. Like once again, I want to thank you. Oh, make sure you guys listen to Heel Turn Podcast, man. You guys have an episode coming up this week, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to plug that. Sorry, guys. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, see you Saturday. We're going to have a freaking – we're going to turn up. It's going to be crazy at House of Glory. Oh, definitely, man. And I'm going to play us out with some Shane O'Mac. Thanks again, homo. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. I want to thank everybody who came out and listened to the regular season sportscast. Make sure you get us at regular season sportscast on Facebook. That's an open group page. You guys come out there and share what you got to share and comment on what you got to comment and argue or agree on whatever it is you got to do. That's what the page is all about. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at the regular season sports at a regular season sports. I'm putting up stuff every day. So you guys can be entertained and I don't know whatever, what it is that you go on Instagram for. I hope, I hope it's for fun. I hope it's to find ladies and for ladies to find males, whatever it is that you're into, but make sure you check the answer, the Instagram of the regular season sports. So you can see what we putting up there each and every day. You could also check me out on Twitter. Make sure you check me out at Twitter at RWJSanty at RWJSanty. It's all linked in together. It's all linked in together. We all can get linked in together. Get me on Snapchat at WaterbedRed. That's WaterbedRed. Check me out on Snapchat and as well as on YouTube. YouTube will get us at the regular season sportscast as well. New content coming up soon. Listen, guys, it's been awesome. It's been great. This episode has been draining. I, 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 production was insane. But you know what? I do it for you. I do it for the people. I do it for all you guys to get entertained. And hopefully, I also do it for you guys out there who are watching me. Because I know y'all want to do what I'm doing. And I see you out there. I see ya. You might not think I don't see you, but I see you. Make sure that you check in the regular season sportscast. Every week, we're in the building. Catch you on the rebound. Squash! Regular season sportscast.